0: The Bible says in John 11, verse 5, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Let me read that again. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after, that saith he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. And his disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou hither again. And Jesus answered, Are they not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of his sleep. Then said to his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death. But they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent ye may believe, nevertheless, let us go unto him. I wonder if I'll end off reading there for sake of time. I'm interested tonight... In verse number eight, the Bible says, in verse number eight, his disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest out hither again. It was the response to the disciples of Christ's visitation of Jerusalem. While it was not time for Christ to visit Jerusalem, it was time now for him to go help Mary Martha and Lazarus. It's interesting tonight to see according to the scripture, in response to the cries of Mary, and Martha, and Lazarus, the Lord delayed. I want us to think on the subject on dealing with divine delays. Are you aware that he has a right to delay? aware that he certainly is sovereign and he's sure that if he chooses to hold on, if he chooses not to show up, it's his divine prerogative. So how do we deal with his delays? I want us to look for a few minutes at Mary and Martha's response to the divine delays. And see how we can in these days where it's seemingly, we're hearing this voice saying, where is the promise of His coming? We uh, sense in our heart, going through the troubles and trials of life, how many of us have said, Lord, where is the promise of Your coming? How many of us, service after service, we meet together looking for God to show up and while we know two or three are gathering in His name, He's in the midst. But I'm like one writer said, to know His presence is good, but to know to feel His presence is nothing less than sheer happiness. Now I'm glad God shows up where two or three is. But friend, I'm here to tell you from the time of the fall in Eden to even to those uh, tribulation saints, Those 144,000, they're all, they're the same cry, when will you come, Lord? When will you show up? When will you come through? And I say, friend, it'd be easy to do as those Israelites did during the Babylonian captivity. Psalms 137 says they hung their harps on the willow. And as they cried, sing us a song in this strange land. What do you do? What are we to do till He shows up? And I want to say here you'll find Mary and Martha didn't just sit on the stool of do-nothing. I believe that Mary and Martha had something to do during the delay. And I say, friend, there is no excuse whether God chooses to show up, whether, my friend, He blows through our churches. There's no excuse to sit on the stool and do nothing. No excuse to throw in the towel. We have a responsibility to live for Him. He could come today. He could come tomorrow. I say He could come next year. But I say we must continue in the things we've learned. Have you deal with divine delays? Let me say, friend, there's a divine delay, but I want to say oftentimes I say divine delays leads to dynamic deliverance. And I say, while it took four days and Lazarus was stinking, and I say, those Jews were consoling and wailing and weeping as was so associated with these Jewish funerals, I say, Christ. Christ showed up on the scene, not too late, but right on time. And I say, friend, the greater delay, the, the more dynamic. I say the deliverance is. And I say, friend, he's coming again. He's coming again. He's coming again. I wonder if we could ask the Old Testament saints in about the divine delay. Ask Noah, ask Noah, and what he thought about the divine delay. Noah's father, Lamech, actually thought that Noah was the Messiah. Why? Because you'll find in Genesis chapter number five, you'll find where he named him Noah, which means rest and comfort. Lamech literally thought that Noah was the one who was going to bring this world out of a curse that, by the way, had just existed for a thousand years. They were already tired of the curse. They were already tired of the death They were already tired of the toil. They were already tired of the tears that sin had brought. And Lamech, when Noah was delivered, he said, I'm naming this this son Noah, for he shall comfort his people. And I say Noah wasn't the Messiah, but he was a type of the Messiah. And I say, friend, Noah built an ark. And, friend, just as it was then, only eight was saved. And by the way, I say, friend, I say, somebody, somebody, somebody better realize that there be few that find it. Bold is the way of destruction. Narrow is the way that leaves a life everlasting. I say, friend, it was it was in the days of Noah. Literally, not just in sin but salvation. Noah, Noah and his wife and his three sons. I say, friend, there were few that were saved in that day, and there's still few today. And I say it was the delay. I say already the delay of, of the coming of the Lord was in those early patriarchs prior to the flood, much less after the flood. Each generation, they cried, where is the promise of His coming? Each time a Jewish Jewish maiden was born, Dr. Aiken, I say it was the hope of every Jewish maiden that within their bosom and their womb that they certainly could be potentially that. that That one that bore that seed that would bruise the head of Satan. The world waxed worse and worse throughout the Egyptian bondage. You'll find in there in Exodus 2, 53, at Exodus 2, it was the cries of those Egyptians and the hard taskmaster upon the people of God. They cried. They were crying to God. And the Bible said, God heard their groanings. I say, what do you do during divine delays? Exactly what Noah's day did. Exactly what those Israelites, as they were in 400 years of bondage, they cried to God. And I say, God heard them, and God provided a dynamic deliverance. He sent Moses. Moses was not the Messiah, but he was a type of the deliverance. I say, the greater the delay, I say that more dynamic than deliverance. I, I'm here t- to tell you, friend, what do we do while God delays? No, oh, from Egyptian bondage, this isn't a, ge- in a ge- geography Bible college class. But let me take you through some of the geography. And God's dealings with this world has always been through the nation of Israel. And it was through Israel and its dealing through the Egyptian empire. From there is the Assyrian empire. And I say you study the Assyrian empire. And it was the Assyrian empire that was known for their cruelties. And they were the the worst of all the, the slaveries and bondages that Israel faced, Brother Mara. It, the Assyrians were known, they literally were jerking tongues out of the Hebrews. They literally gouged eyes out. And you'll find no No wonder Jonah, when God told him to go preach to Nineveh, brother Jones. No wonder he he wound up. It took him being swallowed by into the belly of a whale to get him go preach uh, to those Ninevites. No wonder. It gives a new perspective. Why couldn't Jonah just obey God and go preach the Ninevites? Because the Ninevites were known for their, their hatred and their, the harshness of their persecution. Jonah hated the Ninevites. I say it was yet in spite of the persecution the Israelites cried, where is the promise of his coming? When Lord, from the Assyrians to the Babylonians where they hung their hearts by the willows and King Nebuchadnezzar, it was the empire that took Egypt, took it from Egypt to Syria, I'd say to the Babylonians, I say there's been a cry, where are you at God? From there, from the Babylonians to the Medo-Persians. And the Medo-Persians, it was there that the Medo-Persians, God used the Medo-Persian Empire to restore the nation of Israel and bring Israel back to Jerusalem. While the gates were in ruin and rubble, God used King Artaxerxes to issue the decree and allow Nehemiah to go back. Nehemiah wasn't the Messiah And I'm here to tell you, he was a type of the deliverance that Christ brings his people in spite of the ruin, in spite of the gates, in spite of the city being rubble. I say the delay, I say made sure, more sure of of a dynamic deliverance. God rebuilt the Temple of Jerusalem there. From there, the Medo Persians, the Greek Empire. Had you ever heard of a man by the name of Alexander the Great? And God's moving the poems around. And while his people saying, where are you, Lord? Providentially, he's laying the pieces in line where he can come on the scene and make himself known to his people from there the Greek empire he was laying through the, the time of the Maccabees silent years 400 years God was raising up a man by the name of Caesar Augustus and the Bible says it was during the time of Caesar Augustus a decree went out and it was during that time a son was born in Bethlehem a man by the name of Joseph who had a maiden called Mary and they came to Together and brought, was used uh, to bring the Son of God into this world. The angel, Lord, stepped out on that night, 400 years of silence. I say, from every Jewish maiden, to every age from the past, to every dispensation, to every sacrifice, to every routine or ritual in the temple, I say to every family tradition, Jewish tradition, everything had cried, Where, Lord? Where, Lord? Where, Lord, are you? I'd say on that providential delay. I say there that night an angel Lord declared behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be unto all people for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord and just like then so today there was a handful of people who were looking for his coming that stayed with the stuff that was living for God that was still a by the truth. I say, friend, I, the divine delays are oftentimes to make sure the more dynamic deliverance in mind in your life. Yeah. Whoever thought that Christ would come, and I say, no wonder, Simeon. And Anna there was at the temple waiting for the consolation of Israel. They'd been going to church for years, going to the synagogue, just awaiting, and yet the Lord delayed. But I say His delay. I say one day, the doors open, and it was more than just a service. There was more than a choir singing. There was more than Amazing Grace. More than just a Sunday school program. But I say no wonder. I asked him, and took the Lord up in his arms and he said now let us thy servant depart in peace for mine eyes have seen thy salvation I say uh, the divine delay and the providential dealings of the past God's always had a people who looks for his coming but His delay does not mean that we're to be defeated and we're to be depressed and we're to be down and out or us to do nothing. And I say, friend, while there's divine delay... And there may be a divine deliverance and we know that for sure. I say it's a time that calls for divine discipline. Listen, I'd a whole lot rather be found in the will of God when the storm hits and my Lazarus dies than when Lazarus dies me have to try to find the will of God. No wonder the Bible says many are going to be ashamed at His coming. And while many have quit in the Old Testament, many have thrown in the towel, many's faith has waxed worse. I'm glad there's still a Simeon. There's still an Anna who's looking for the consolation of Israel. I say I see His divine delay providentially. I see it, His divine delay prophetically. Matthew chapter number 25 tells us and gives us insight into what happens during the delays. The five foolish and five wise virgins, they were all given the same. And yet the Bible says, while the bridegroom tarried, while the bridegroom tarried, what is it that's taking place here? I say there is a a delay involved in the coming of the Lord. And I say, friend, there's something for us to do until he comes. And I say, at the the greater the delay, the more dynamic the deliverance. And as sure as the dark night came, 400 years of silence, Christ came. I say in the past, I say the second envy of the Lord, I say it may appear, where is the promise of His coming? I say He's coming again. He's coming again. But the five wise and five foolish virgins, what did they do, Brother Huggins? Five of them was wise. All of them slept. Five kept the oil, had the oil. Five didn't. And from there in Matthew 25, you'll find from the virgins, there's the parable of the talents where the Bible describes you and I. I realize it's the book of Matthew. It's applicable. It's applicable. What some, one steward given five talents, the other two, and the other one. And the Bible says he entrusted him. He delivered his goods. And two of those, when invested and worked the, the discipline it takes during the delay, while the master was gone, while the husband was tarrying, while there was the delay in his plan, they, they were busy. But one became selfish and hid his one. And the Bible says, when the master cometh, he said it, there was a severe reckoning with that one that hid his talent. It isn't a matter of how much God has given this church or that church, how big a building he's given this church or that church, how big a ministry pastors he's given this pastor and that pastor. I say it did not matter, you Bible college boys, how big of that work that God gives this work and that work or, or what God's doing with this family and that family or what God's doing through this individual and that individual. I say it's a matter of what God, you're doing with what God's given you. Wonder what we're doing? Be found faithful, and when the husbandman came, I say five at five. The one with five returned ten. The one two returned four. But the one that had 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 the individual talent hit it in the ground. You know why the excuse was? I was scared. Thou art a hard man, and I'm afraid that much of us. In the delay, we're not using profitably. It did not matter if we don't believe He's coming. It's just we're not using the delay for His purpose. Whether there's a shout or a pout. Whether you have five talents or one talent. It's required of a steward to be found faithful. And friend, I'm here to tell you, friend, that during these divine delays, God wants us to be disciplined. God wants us to be busy. God's wanting us to be about the Father's business. I say prophetically, I say there's a delay between His coming and His coming again. But until then, let us be busy about the Father's business. He will come. He that shall come will come and we'll not tarry. I see a divine delay in profet- providentially, prophetically. But here I see a divine delay personally. How many of us have done the same? The Old Testament saints looked. I say the saints in the future are looking. But according to the Scripture, this was in the here and now. Lazarus. Lazarus was dead. Things went from worst to worst. Things went from bad to badder. Things went from, I, I mean, just terrible to, to just catastrophic. And they cry, Lord, him whom thou lovest is sick. And yet when you would think the Lord would immediately come to their aid and assist, the Bible specifically says, Brother Michael, the Bible says, Jesus loved Martha, her sister, and Lazarus. He loved the Old Testament saints too. And He loves the saints that He's coming again prophetically. But I'm here to tell you how many of us have cried where is the promise of you coming personally? Lord, where are you? Lord, what are you doing with my life? What do you want? How many pastors? How many church, how many church trustee boards? Lord, we're doing right. We're talking right. We're dressing right. We're acting right. Lord, don't you love us? Where is your coming? Where are you? What are you wanting from us? Or what more do you want us to do? How do you deal with his delays? I want to say delays must be dealt with Brother Ray, sensibly. I don't see Mary and Martha acting unsensible here, do you? If it had been me or you and we cried to God that our Lazarus not only was sick but he had, that he was now dead. He had the situation, he was now stinking four days late. but He was right on time. Most of us would have thrown in the towel. We would have killed the dog. We'd have hocked hocked our ring, our our engagement ring. Amen. We'd have switched church membership. We'd have took a vacation to Bermuda. Took a Disney cruise and tried to forget all that was going on. Oh, by the way, we'd have voted the pastor out. Look for a new wife. We'd have kicked the kids out. But it's during those delays where, my friend, I say, it, God doesn't want to at tomorrow us. He's wanting to mold us. He's wanting to discipline us. He's wanting to show us who He is. That's one thing for God to heal Lazarus when he's sick. But He said, this sickness isn't in the death. It's for the glory of God. And I say, thank God when He heals or sick. But I say, He thrives in hopelessness. He, he takes uh, the opportunity uh, uh, in your uh, insufficiency. He's sufficient. I say when you're deficient, I say He is oh efficient. I say in your impotence, it's there we can see His omnipotence. How do you deal with delays? Del- deal with them sensibly. I mean, we're dealing with delays our life. It takes nine months for a baby to be born. And some of you dads and moms takes 18 years for these kids to get out of school. And then there's times and everything, the growing season. There's a delay involved. There's something to do. You plant the seed, not just physically, but in the vegetative world. There's a delay involved. There's something to do. Things don't happen overnight. What are we expecting for revival to come? What are we expecting for things to turn around? What are we expecting whether it turns around or not? He's still God. There's something for us to do. I'd a whole lot rather be right in the will of God when my Lazarus dies than to try it, than have to be made to get and find the will of God when Lazarus dies. Find Mary and Martha just doing what they'd always done, running to Jesus. I see Mary and Martha dealt with it sensibly, they dealt with it, deal with it scripturally. Don't run, go run to counselors don't go run to psychologists. Don't go run into soothsayers. Don't go run into the horoscope. Don't go run into uh, this or that down the road. Deal with the delay scripturally. You'll find that you're not the first one that the Lord said that he loved, but experience a delay. We're not the first generation that had to go through, Dr. Barton, a bad time. A rough time, but they dealt with it sensibly. they dealt with it scripturally, but they also dealt with it sovereignly. Deal with it. if God chooses to delay, that's his business. Who are you and I to say if he, I say God revive us again, but if God chooses not to, he's still God. And you still have responsibility to be there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Simeon and Anna were looking. Know why they seen the Lord's first coming? You know why they were the first to hold Him? I say because they dealt with it sovereignly. They had a God, they had a Lord, they had a hope that controlled them and compelled them and constrained them to do what they were doing until He comes. He's a God of all ages. Deal with it spiritually. I say and I close with this. Mary and Martha, there was a Lazarus. There's no doubt we can all agree that we have a Lazarus one way or the other. Some of our Lazaruses are sick and we've already sent word out, Lord, he's sick. Some of us already have done that. And there's a delay. Some of us have been waiting since our cry, Lord, Lazarus is sick. We found that and that now. He's died. But it gets worse. Because the Jews, it was a, gets the law for them to touch any unclean thing. They didn't have a waiting period like we do. That's an Egyptian custom. That's Bible College 101. That's where we give bombing. Egyptians, they didn't, the bombing process didn't exist. we got it all wrong. Jewish tradition, they buried their dead. Then came the condolences. That's what took place here. That's Bible manners and customs. You know what we do? We wait the four days and we do the comforting and condoling then and then bury them. I believe God's right. He's not just dead, but now it gets worse. He's dead four days. It's not a matter. He's sick, that's bad. He's dead now in the tomb, that's worse. But he's now four days and he stinks. That's catastrophic. I mean, God's good whenever he's just sick. And God, he's great when he's dead. But what do you say when... when the decay process has already taken place in your life and our lives stay spiritual I'd a whole lot rather my Lazarus be dead stinking and willing to do something for God than to have my Lazarus stinking And then say, Lord, I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. And I say, some of us... Our Lazarus is not just sick. Some of us, our Lazarus is not just dead. But he's far beyond the rottening process, Brother Mars, took place in our churches. And I say, but I'd rather my Lazarus be stinking and rottening and willing to do the will of God than I have to find my way to a church or an altar and find out what God wants me to do. What do you do when God delays? Stay willing. Don't do what you want to do. Do, keep doing what God wants you to do. That's what the Old Testament saints did. And that's what the, the future saints will do. While they be few, there'll be some who have their loins girded and lamps burning when He comes again. I want to be that today personally. What are you going to do God delays to answer your prayer about your kids, your grandchildren? You're going to get bitter at God? We get better at God. Stay willing. A bad day at church, as Brother Tinsley, is better than any good day at the house. I say it's better to be a doorkeeper at the house of God than to dwell in a tent of the wicked. I say, child of God, take hope. the same God that appeared four days late in their Lazarus thing. He came over the horizon. And I promise you, friend, Mary and Martha were willing to do something for God. But they always was welcoming out of all the homes and families you'll find your bible who was the home that Jesus frequented the most Brother Furthermore I wouldn't mind having that reputation challenge you bible scholars you won't find nowhere no other family no other house where Jesus went to more often than Mary Martha and Lazarus. Jesus loved them. But bad things, Brother Aiken, happen to good people. And I'd rather be willing when Lazarus dies than have have to be made willing. And I'm here to tell you, I'd rather stay welcoming. He's welcome in my house in the good times. And he's welcome in my house during the bad times. I've pastored when they're five and I've pastored and seen when they was 50 and I've seen and preached in services where they's 500, whether good or bad, till death do us part, whether he shows up or not. I say we've served God. My children serve when the bank account's full and we've served God when we didn't know how the bills was going to be paid. I say he's welcome in my house. I say there's a rug outside that says welcome Jesus. Jesus welcome Jesus welcome Jesus He's welcome sister Barton in my home and some of you know my ministry some of you know me, Brother Huggins. Sitting in Duke Hospital for four surgeries. I've sat in Party Hospital for two. I've sat in St. Louis Barnes Jewish Hospital for two others. And I said while I was there, my wife served God. My kids didn't miss a service. I say we still tied. We still went to church. We still read our Bible. We still carried on for God. I say, friend, it's better to welcome God during the bedtime I say it's better to serve God during the good times. I say it's better to serve God at all times. What do you do when he delays? Do you do what some some of the crowd does? As long as everything's all right at church, he's welcome. But you let the first time the preacher steps on your toes, he's not so welcome. Mary and Martha served Him whether, whether they experienced the good or the bad. Stay welcoming. But I want to say this. Stay working. Luke 10, 38 and 42, you'll find where Martha was what? Cumbering about working. Christ came to their house. What was she doing? And I know we preachers like to blow out Martha, but at least she's doing something. I mean, what do you do till Christ comes? we all going to sit on the pew and shout at each other? I mean, I'd love to have camp meeting. We'd all get in one big service, one big crowd, every church service if I could have my way. But there's a work to be done. I mean, Dr. Barton said enough preachers, he could have built, built four or five churches, have four or five building programs, but as they come, they went out. Same way with Tabernacle. I'm a direct result here, Brother Rogers. Others through this church, it's been one way, one way. It ain't just been one way, but it's a two-way. There's a work that's going on. I mean, what do we do to the delays? We sit here in our hunker down, chicken little, sky fall. We're, bite- we're-, we're biting on each other. We're looking at each other. I mean, you get too close to some folks, amen, you'll find out we all stink. And we're finding out we stink real bad, don't we? Because there's no work, there's no activity going on. I say it's better to be found when Lazarus dies in the work of God, Brother Jones, than to wait till he starts to rot and then say, God, what do you want me to do? Mary and Martha not just was working, they were witnessing. Luke chapter 7, 37, who, the Bible says Mary was guilty of what? She washed the hair. As a matter of fact, the Bible specifically calls her out, Brother Adcock. This was the lady that wiped the feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Bad things happen to good people. God doesn't owe us a thing. If God owed it anybody anything, any church anything, Brother Mara, I think we could all say that he may have needed to owe Mary and Martha and Lazarus something, because at least Martha was working. At least every time he came through Jerusalem, there was a door was open to his presence. But Mary washed his feet with his with her own hair. Out of all the people, why did a Lazarus have to occur? She washed the feet of Jesus. And yet if God don't answer our prayer, we hyperventilate, we throw in the towel, we call the preacher up, ring his doorbell off. We don't show up for a month, two months at church wondering what we've done to God. I say if if Mary and Martha had a Lazarus, if they had to wait on God, I say how much more we're going to have to wait on God. But while you're waiting, stay witnessing for God. And it wasn't a matter. She just washed his feet. But you know what she was doing? She literally was identifying him. Not just as a good man. Not just as a master. Not just as a teacher. But she anointed him. You know what that anointing means, don't you? I'm here to tell you. If I could just anoint him. If I could just identify Him. See, anybody can identify Him when we're shouting out. But it takes somebody really, really, really to testify and witness of Him when your Lazarus is dead. I'd rather testify that He's God during the bad times. I say He's God during the good times. But oh, I say you don't Wait. Don't wait till Lazarus dies. Mary and Martha didn't have to wait and say, Lord, Lazarus is sick. Lord, Lazarus is dead. Lord, he stinketh. They had already identified him as their Lord. There's something for us to do. I'm going to work, I'm going to witness, I'm going to welcome. You so know what else they did? They worshiped. Martha was working, but what was Mary doing? She's worshiping. And he looked at Martha and he said, She's chosen this one good thing. What do we do till he comes? Worship. Father Nicholas, just worship him. Sit at his feet. What do you do? Worship. And one of these days, if we'll be found worshiping, if we'll be found where we're supposed to be, I want to say it may be that one day, where we're worshiping by faith, listening to his word, where our faith becomes sight. This might be the very day. But this is what happened. Lazarus not only gets sick. Lazarus not only dies, but Lazarus is stinking. But you know what our Baptist crowd does? We wait till our teenager gets killed. We wait till mom and dad is at the funeral home. We wait till our kids have lost their innocence and chastity. We wait till our churches are falling apart Till we start talking about Getting back to worship Getting back to the old time way Getting back to praising Him Getting back to thanking Him I say the God of the valley Is still God in the mountain And I say friend the God of the light Is still God during the dark times I say friend I say we can worship Him Let everything with breath praise the Lord What do we do Do you think you're going to be comforted in worshiping When He comes If you can't worship Worship Him in the time of delays. How do we deal with divine delays? Just keep waiting. What happened? They waited on God. Four days. And He said, Lazarus! Come forth. Those four days... Was worth the wait, and brother Mar. Let's just keep worshiping. Let's just keep witnessing. Let's keep calling him Lord. Let's keep calling him Savior. Let's keep washing his feet with our hair. Let's keep keep working for him. Let's stay cumbered. Let's stay busy about the Father's business. Let's keep the sign welcome Jesus at our churches and our homes. I say, friend, and when Lazarus dies, and when Lazarus gets the point that he stinks, it's better, amen, to be worshiping with a stinking Lazarus. It's better to be witnessing. When Lazarus starts stinking, it's better to be witnessing when Lazarus starts stinking than to be doing nothing at all. Because you can be sure it'll be worth the wait. It's been worth every mile. And it'll be worth it, church, if we'll just stay in this thing. For the more I believe, Mary and Martha had a Lazarus. And I say, if Mary and Martha had went through hard times and the divine delayed in their life, what exempts us from having to just wait on God to come through? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And you'll find, Brother Dots, in John twelve, they're sitting down at the supper table. And I say, he that shall come will come and will not tarry. And I say, one of these days, Brother Fannin, we're going to sit around the marriage supper of the Lamb. And I say, Christ Himself shall gird us. I say, just wait on God. They that go forth weeping, and bearing and precious seed, shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing His sheaves with them. I say, they sow in tears shall reap in joy. They that suffer shall also reign. I say, friend, what are you going to do when the divine Just keep waiting. Oh God. He'll come through right on time. And if he doesn't, he's still God. Let's all stand. Brother Mar, I want you to come. I love you. Some of you Lazaruses are already stinking. Some of our churches have, are as past decay. Let's keep on teaching Sunday school. Keep on coming to Sunday school. Keep on showing up for Wednesday night prayer meeting. Brother Barton, how many people have phone calls we've had during the middle of the night? People have quit on God. They've been to, went to the house. They've went on vacation. And I want to say when the Lazarus dies, they're saying, what do I do? And I'm here to tell you it's better to be found when Lazarus dies in the will of God than, friend, to be made to find the will of God because, friend, it may be too late. The child of God, your delay is for the dynamic deliverance. He's saying, come forth, Lazarus. He's wanting to show his glory tonight. You say, preacher, it can't get no worse. Ask Mary and Martha if it got worse. Ask the Old Testament saints if it could get worse. From the Egyptian bondage to the Syrian bondage to the Babylonian bondage. To the Medo-Persian Empire, to the Grecian Empire, to the Roman government. Ask them. Ask the the, the future saints. The Bible says perilous times shall come. Perilous times, dangerous times. We're in that day. It can get darker. It can get more, uh, full of doom. It can get worse. Stay with God. It's better to be with God in the dark than without Him in the dark. Have to find him. You'll not find him when the door's shut. I'd rather be with him right now, as bad as it is. It's better to be a doorkeeper at the house of God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. As for me and my house, Brother Rogers, go tell that crowd. Yes, yes, sir. We're going to serve the Lord.